from the first chapter of Luke. Two verses. Two verses from the first chapter of Luke. Verses 34 and 35, when you have found it, signify so by saying, I got it. Chapter 1, verses 34 and 35. Let's see if we can need a few more. I got it. We need a few more. Amen. If you're still looking, say, hold on, Pastor G. Hold on. Say, hold on. If you're still looking. From the New King James Version. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will, that's a powerful three, four letters right there, will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Blessed be the name of God. Those who are standing may be seated in the presence of God. Pregnant with destiny. Pregnant with destiny. God, we thank you for this opportunity to hear another word from you. Closed ears be opened. Closed minds be made receptive. Hard hearts be softened in this place. Speak, Lord. Thy servants wait to hear from thee. Use me in such a way that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, you're our strength. Lord, you're our redeemer. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you turn to your left, turn to your right, say, neighbors, good to see you this morning. Amen. Wave to somebody across the room. Say it's good to see you. Amen. Can I trouble you to put your hands together and praise God for those joining us virtually today, tomorrow, next week, or next year. Amen. We praise God for you. Can we give the Lord a great big praise for our music ministry this morning? Amen. Praise God. Amen. To the doorkeepers and the audiovisual ministry, God bless each and every one of you and all of our participants so far. Will you just give God a praise for yourself? Amen. Amen. Pregnant with destiny. Merriam-Webster defines pregnant as containing a developing embryo, fetus, or unborn offspring within the body. Second, defin uh, second definition that they gave for pregnant 
is rich in significance or implication. There's a process to this thing called pregnancy. I praise God that I ain't got to go through it. <sighs> Amen. But I understand, yes, yes. But I understand there's a process, mothers. And during this process, for those that don't know, the sperm and the egg must come together and fertilize. And this happens over the course of a few days. During this process, there are millions of seed involved in the process. And out of these millions, watch this, it only takes one seed. Great God in Zion. It only takes one seed to meet the egg for fertilization to take place. Look at somebody and say, one seed, one seed, one seed. One seed. Some of y'all with multiple children are thinking about <laughs> that one seed. This, this one is, is, is what will go on, a natural path of growth and development towards maturity resulting in the birth of a child. Again, this is a process that takes Days in the beginning, those days begin to turn into weeks and those weeks into months. And before it is all said and done, that which began as what we would call a tiny and insignificant microscopic thing has grown into a new life that is ready to become greater than what it has ever thought to be. Tell your neighbor it's bigger than I think. It's bigger than I think. Now, as we approach this holiday that you all call Christmas, meditate on the most significant birth in human history, that being the birth of our Lord and our Savior. Now, for those of you who know better, you know, Jesus wasn't born in the winter, nor was he born at Christmas, and found it interesting that we pick and choose when to be biblically accurate, choose to believe other things, but that's another story for a Wednesday night. Come see us. Six o'clock. Shameless, shameless, shameless Bible study plug right there. As we approach this time of the year that we celebrate and recognize Jesus' natural birth into this world, we would be remiss to fail to see the significance of being pregnant with destiny. Mary was on the surface just a regular young lady. She didn't have great status like a Kardashian. She didn't live in the palace like the Princess of Wales. She didn't have famous parents like Ivanka or Malia. She wasn't known all over the kingdom like Diana. She was, however, a vessel that God could use because of her, watch this word, availability. You see, God doesn't choose who men would honor and celebrate. He chooses the humble. He chooses the meek. He chooses them who are available to be used by him and will give him the glory in return for what he is using them for. 
It wasn't that Mary was special. It was that Mary was available. Look at somebody and say, you've got to be available. You've got to be available, First Antioch, because what God wants to place on the inside of you has to be properly taken care of. It has to be nurtured. It has to be fed. It has to be raised and brought into maturity. It has to be protected from enemies near and far. It has to be uh, respected in such a way that when you get it from God, uh, 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 like Hannah, you put it right back in his hands. And when we do that, we are saying, God, I trust you with this. And so here it is. Mary finds herself pregnant unbeknowingly with destiny. This destiny is the life of the only begotten Son of God. This destiny is the life of the one who will come and save his people and make room for the Gentiles to be saved as well. This life is the one who will set the captives free to give sight to the blind, to open deaf ears, cause the lame to walk, the mute to talk, the dead to live, and even deliver those who are possessed by demons. This life is the one of whom it is said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. But none of this could be if Mary did not take care of the thing that was in her belly. Can I bring it a little closer to home? Men, don't be offended or feel left out. But listen, many of us are under, who are under the sound of my voice have been pregnant with destiny. God has chosen you not because you are special, watch this, not because of your status or position, watch this, not because of your last name, but because of your availability. This part of the sermon ain't for everybody. This is only for the available folks. I'm speaking to the ones who have given God a yes. Speaking now to the ones who have gone through the fire and have survived the floods. I'm speaking now to the ones who have been brought out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I'm speaking to the ones who have said, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. God has placed something on the inside of you and you have the responsibility to make sure that whatever it is, it comes to fruition. Now, I don't know what your destiny is, in your, uh, but your life means that you have one. Let me say that again. I, I didn't come to tell you what your destiny is, but I came to tell you that you being alive today means that you have a destiny to fulfill. Look at somebody and say, fulfill it, fulfill it, fulfill it, fulfill it. Your destiny might be to write the book or to write the song. Your destiny might be to get the degree and become the judge that some a convict is going to need, that, that so, uh, become the doctor that some patient is going to need. Your destiny might be to simply survive the storms of life that you're going through right now so that your testimony can become the story that somebody needs to hear to understand that if God can do it for you, he's more than able to do it for me. If God can see you through, then he's more than able to see me through. If God can bring you out, then he's more than able to bring me out. Sometimes what I'm going through today
today is so that I have a story to tell somebody on tomorrow. Your destiny might be to give birth to the very thing that somebody in 10 generations will be able to learn from, to glean from, to live off of, and to use as a manner of wisdom and success to better themselves and the next ten generations to come. And here's what you need to know on this second Sunday in December. You just need to be available. You just need to give God a yes. You just need to ignore the fact that it's never been done before. Yes, because that's sometimes our hang-up. Our hang-up sometimes is that God has called us to do a thing. God has called us to say a thing. God has called us to go to a place and we get hung up on the fact that ain't nobody else ever done it. Here's the reason why ain't nobody else ever done it because God called you to do it. Let me say that one more time. You can't get caught up on the fact that it's never been done before. It's never been done before because God has brought you into the earth and God has raised you up and God has gifted you and God has anointed you to do the thing that has never been done before. Can any good thing come from Power Ten? Oh, yes, it can. Can any good thing come from First Andy? Oh, yes, it can. But them fools down there talking crazy. It been done before. It's never been done that way before. They ain't got enough people. They ain't got enough money. They ain't got enough resources. They ain't got the right connections. But look at somebody and say, I've been chosen for the unthinkable. That's why it ain't been done before because you haven't gotten to the place where God can use you to do it. But God is about to use you to cross some waters that have never been crossed, to bring down some mountains that have never been brought down, to write some stories that have never been written, to sing some songs that have never been sang, to teach some lessons that have never been taught. I dare two people to lift up your voice and say, Lord, use me. Be careful right there. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful right there. Got to ignore the fact that it's never been done before. You just need to ignore the fact that you don't have the money to do it right now. But I heard that there's a God who shall supply all of my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to ignore the fact that not only has it never been done before and not only do you not have the finances to do it, but the wealth of the wicked is being stored for people who are righteous. You need to ignore the fact that no one in your family has been able. Somebody's got to be the first one to go to college. Somebody's got to be the first one to get the degree. Watch this. Somebody's got to be the first one to get delivered. I know granddad had this issue and mama had this issue and my big brother and my sister had this issue, but I I choose today to be the first to say that it stops right here and the new thing begins with yeah 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 you need to ignore the fact that it's not ever been done in your family before and watch this you also need to ignore the fact that you don't have the knowledge or the resources to get it done every once in a while God will sit something down on your lap and cause you to go through something in life that will make you a leader of leaders I know you didn't go to the best schools I know you ain't got all the right degrees I know they didn't teach you this and teach you that but the Bible says in James chapter 1 that if any man lacks wisdom all he has to do is ask of it from God and I'll take my degree but give me God's wisdom I'll take all the education but give me God's wisdom because where that 
keep me. The wisdom of God will help me to get through some things that a degree can't help me get through. The wisdom of God will help me survive some storms that a natural degree won't help me get through. The wisdom of God, watch this, will tell me to sit down when I want to stand up. The wisdom of God will tell me to be quiet when I want to talk. The wisdom of God will tell me to run on when I really want to stop. Look at somebody and say, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I need wisdom and all all of this, all you need to do is say, God, I trust you. God, I know I don't only trust you, but I'm trusting you and I'm making myself available to you. God, whatever you place in my hands, they're too small. I'm going to put it back in your hands. God, if you can use anything or anyone, Lord, you can use me. Do this because we understand Mary had a choice. Sometimes the pregnancy comes and we get worried. We get stressed out. We don't know how we're going to take care of the child. We don't want certain people to find out that we're pregnant. Because you got to remember Mary wasn't yet married to Joseph. Mary... In this situation, could have been stoned and lost her life. Mary was in a predicament where she could have took off, ran away, or watch this, aborted the mission. Mary was in a situation where she had to choose, watch this, to believe God, understanding that she had no explanation for men. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because y'all know how we do when God tells us something that, that we already know is going to shake up people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get nervous and, and we start to question whether or not we actually heard God. Because if I say what God told me in secret out loud, they're going to look at me crazy. They're going to look at me funny. Watch this. They're going to push me to the side. They're going to reject what I've said. Come up somebody. They'll call me a heretic. They'll call me a liar. They'll say that the hand of God ain't on me. Why? Because they're stuck on the fact that God is speaking to you and not to them. And that's the issue. Their issue ain't with you. Their issue is with the fact that they haven't uh, put themselves in a place of con con consecration so that God can speak the mysteries to them as well. So she literally say to herself, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. Because if I'm not careful, if I'm not careful, I can abort the very thing that God has placed on the inside of me. Imagine if Mary had aborted Jesus. Imagine if he had never been born and never lived the life that he lived. You can only die if you've been born. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can only be resurrected if you've died. And you can only ascend if you have first descended. Imagine what would have happened if Mary had aborted the God-given assignment on her life. Watch this. Because she was uncomfortable with you. We've got to get to the place where we understand that if God has given me this gift, 
if God has given me this anointing, if God has given me this assignment, then I don't care what you say, what he say, what she say, or what they believe. My responsibility is to carry out the assignment and bring to fruition the destiny that God has placed on the inside of me. Look at somebody and say, don't be scared, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't not, not scared. Scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. The very people that will judge you for the crazy thing God told you to do are the same audience that God is going to use to bless you. <laughs> yeah. The very same people who will judge you and say that you have lost your mind will find themselves sitting at your feet to hear from you what thus said. The, the very people that are ready to chastise and ostracize you are the very same people that God will bring back full circle and say, you know what? I think I got it wrong. So Mary had to understand that she was pregnant with destiny. I will submit this to you on this morning. I'm finished. That somebody in this room is pregnant right now. There's a destiny that God has for your life. Watch this. Watch this. We talked about how Mary was a young girl. But Sarah was an old woman. I'm talking to some grandmother in this room. That the very fact that you are still here means that there's something left for you to fulfill. There's something still growing on the inside of you. And you've got to have enough uh, common knowledge, wisdom, and sense to go to God and say, I need you to help me with this. Watch this. Because just like Mary, this didn't come from a man. Just like Mary, this came only because you decided to use me because of my availability. And so I'm not giving this thing to man. I'm giving this thing back to you because only you can make it happen. Only you can help me survive. Only you can keep me while my body is changing, while my spirit is shifting, while I'm getting uncomfortable, while the thing on the inside is growing and getting ready to come on the outside and I thank God that you loved me enough and you thought enough of me and you looked beyond my faults and you did not count my wrongs and you didn't look at my shortcomings and you blotted out my transgressions and you still said I can use you Mary won't nobody special she was just available I know the Catholics want to make Mary to be this great saint, this saintly woman of God. Hey, Mary want nobody special. But she was available. Why do I make that point? You ain't nobody special. I know I ain't. Praise the name of the Lord. But I said yes, and I said I'm going to make myself available. Which means whatever the Lord places on the inside of me, my responsibility is to make sure I go back to him and I say, I don't know what you're about to do. I don't even know why you chose me. I don't even know why I've got to go through what I'm about to go through. But because you gave it to me, I'm trusting you with it. I got at least one. 
Because here's the thing. Sometimes what the Lord reveals to you is scary, uncomfortable, doesn't fit your personal agenda. Doesn't line up with your plan, but here's the good news. He knows the plans that he has. He knows the plans that he has for us, right, right, right? And as uncomfortable as his plan for my life is, I'll, I'll know this. If I follow his plan, everything will work out. Y'all might not know this. Y'all might not know this because some of y'all have lived long enough to know this. But I've lived long enough to know that my plan never works out. Never with a capital V. You gotta put you gotta put emphasis on the V. Never. But I learned something about God's plan. It always works. It always works. It might make me uncomfortable. It might make me mad. Watch this. It might make me wanna quit. It might make me wanna throw in the towel. Y'all won't say amen. It might make me wanna cuss and fuss. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But I've learned that every time, every single time I follow his plan, it works. It works. It works every single time. Now, we, we say that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If I keep doing my things my way and it always fails, I would be insane to try doing it my way all the time and expecting a different result. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That in order for me to fulfill my destiny, I've got to lay down everything that I think about myself in my own life and do what thus saith the Lord. Nevertheless, not my will. Y'all can stand. Y'all can stand. But thy will be done. Sometimes it hurts. Because God didn't answer the prayer the way I wanted him to answer it. Sometimes it hurts because God didn't show up when I wanted him to show up. Sometimes it hurts because God's like, eh, that was a terrible idea. I don't know how he talks to y'all, but sometimes hey, that's how he talks to me. He's like, you, that was just dumb. Like, you really, you really thought that was a good idea. Come on, Lamar. Son, you really thought that was a good idea? <sighs> and then all of a sudden, who appears? The Holy Spirit shows up and he's like, it's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah you kind of messed that one up, but I'm here. I'm here to help you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Because watch this. There have been some pregnancies, watch this, that I aborted. There have, there have been some plans for my life that I was like, mm -mm. and I've had to suffer the consequences 
of trying to do it my own way. Because cause one, one thing about reciprocity, if you haven't lived long enough to learn it, why do you keep on living? One thing about reciprocity is the it always finds its way back to you. Always. But thanks be to God that we have a father that sits high and looks low. That we have an intercessor who sits on his right hand day in and day out interceding for us. That we have a precious and sweet gift in the Holy Spirit who doesn't just live with us and live around us, but if we let him, will live in us order our footsteps and guide our speech and, and, and order our thoughts and help us to do that which is righteous in the eyes of God. Lifting hands all over this room. Say, Lord, I thank you for the destiny you have placed in me. Help me to carry out this assignment and prevent me from aborting this mission. God, I thank you for choosing me. And to you I say, yes. To your will, I say yes. To your way, I say yes. Mold me and make me have thine own way in me. I will submit this invitation to anyone in the room. You've heard about this Jesus, but you don't really know him. You know his name. You know what he's done for others. You may unknowingly not know what he's done for you. If you wish to give your life to him today, will you just come? Come and come quickly. It's a great decision to make. I'm not all about making decisions for other people, but I promise the best decision you could ever make in your life is to give your life to Christ. Will you come? If you're watching online and it's you, if you're watching online and it is your will to give your life to Christ, will you just type uh, in the comment section, give myself away. Type that give myself away. We will connect with you. We'll pray with you and we'll pray for you. Come on into the kingdom where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. Maybe salvation isn't your call. Maybe it's restoration. If restoration is your desire, you've already given your life to Christ. But over the course of life, you may have strayed away. You may have turned around. You may have slidden backwards into an old state. That's fine. I promise you. That's okay. All of us do it. All of us have done it. You want to recommit your life to Christ. Will you come? If it's you and you're watching online, will you just put in the, in the uh, comment section, recommit. Recommit. So that we can reach out and pray with you and pray for you. My third, my third invitation is for those who wish to become official partners 
with this branch of Zion, the first Antioch Baptist Church. If you desire to become official partners with this house, with this ministry, I would love to be your pastor. When I use that terminology, I'm saying I would love to be your teammate. Because we're in this thing together. If you're in the room and you want to come and become an official partner with First Antioch Baptist Church, will you come? Come quickly. Amen. If you're watching online and you want to become an official partner, you can do that virtually. You can do that virtually. And we would ask that if that's you, you would just put in the comment section, virtual partner, virtual partner virtual partner so that we can reach out and connect with you. I don't need you to be in Powhatan. I don't need you to be in Virginia. I don't need you to be in the Eastern Time Zone. I don't need you to be in these United States. But wherever this word reaches you and you wish to connect with this branch of Zion, we would love to have you simply put in the comment section, virtual partner. Praise the name of the Lord. Because he lives he lives. All fear is gone. All fear is gone. Because I know. Father, we thank you for all that you have done, all that you have said in this place. We thank you for speaking to us, speaking to our minds, speaking to our hearts, speaking to our spirit, uh, to let us know that each and every one of us has a destiny to reach, that each and every one of us uh, has a pregnancy to carry out. We ask that your hand of protection will be upon us, uh, not just individually, but collectively, that we may carry out every assignment that you have placed at our hands, that we will not be mindful of the things of men, but only mindful of the things of the Spirit. Go with us, lead us, and guide us uh, so that we are able to walk out the assignment and be fruit walkers, fruit bearers uh, for what you have called on us to do. God, as we get ready to leave this place, we thank you that we can never leave your presence. We thank you for traveling mercies to our separate destinations. We thank you that when we get home, they shall be found decent in order and better than they were when we left them. We thank you that when we get home, the walls will still be standing. We thank you that when we get home, the electricity will still be on, that there will still be food for us to eat, that there will still be fellowship for us to have. And we thank you that when uh, we come back to this place together, we will still be in the presence of the Almighty God. Now to him who is able keep us from falling and present us faultless before the throne of his grace with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty dominion and power now and forever 
This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Will you grab somebody, shake them by the hand real, real good and say, neighbor, I love you. And God loves you too. <laughs>